Hi everyone, this is Marissa, and uh, I just have a correction to make uh, about the show you're about to hear. Um, I refer several times in the uh, episode to an article uh, by Joe Bunting. Uh, I refer to it in the episode as things you need to know before you start writing. However, I was just putting the show notes together and I noticed that the title of the article is actually three things you need to know before you start writing. So I just wanted to make that correction. Um, the name of the article, once again, is three things you need to know before you start writing. I am including a link to it in the show notes, and I highly recommend that you read it, and I apologize for the error. And on that note, here's this week's episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh, a place to chow down on topics relevant to writers of all kinds. Hello, and welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh. I'm Marissa. And this is a weekly podcast in which I talk about a wide variety of writing-related topics. And sometimes I talk to a really cool guest. I think I mentioned in last week's episode that I'd be going solo this week, and I wasn't lying about that. I don't lie. (laughs) Anyway, I came up with a topic for this week's episode, and I started doing some research and writing my script for it, but I started not feeling that good on Friday afternoon. It's nothing serious, I don't think. I'm just a little run down. But since this topic that I was working on turned out to require a little more research than I felt comfortable doing at this point in time, I thought I'd put that topic on the so-called back burner for a week or two and spend a little more time thinking it over and doing more research. I'm going to do it soon because it's a great topic. I think it is, at least. But I want to save it for when my frame of mind is a little more, how can I say this, capable of handling a more complex topic, maybe? It's not that complex, don't worry. Or maybe it is, and I'm just telling you that so I don't scare you off. No, like I said, I don't lie. (laughs) Anyway. I've done a few bonus Patreon episodes in which I've opined on questions about writing that I've seen posted on Twitter or on Quora. I kind of like talking about that sort of thing over there. The Patreon episodes are a little more spontaneous than most of the episodes here on the main feed are. Here I like to generally get into more depth because I want to give you a brief overview of a topic. But I got an idea based on a lot of things I see on Twitter, and if you're part of the Twitter writing community, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. You may even post some examples of what I'm going to talk about. Although I'm going to talk about a general practice more than I am specific examples. And I want to stress that I'm not trying to call anyone out by talking about this. But if you do this, or if you respond to tweets of this ilk, I think it's good to look once in a while at why you do it and what you hope to accomplish. And if you don't do it, meaning if you don't post tweets like this or if you don't respond to them, 
I also want you to think about why that might be the case. What I'm going to talk about is the tweets you see where a person asks a question about your main character, which is almost always abbreviated as MC, and hundreds of people respond to them. Like, what is your MC's favorite food? Or, what is your MC's astrological sign? Or, what dreams did your MC have, a, have as a child? I'm coming up with these specific questions off the top of my head. I don't, I don't allow myself access to Twitter while I'm writing scripts for podcast episodes. I'd get very little done if I did. But a lot of the questions I see are along those lines. I think what it all boils down to is, how much do you need to know about your main character? I think this resonates with me because, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, I did some acting a few years back, actually more than a few, and if you study acting, your acting teacher or a play director might ask you to come up with a bio for your character. They may ask you things like where your character was born and raised, what type of education they had, how many siblings they had, what their favorite and least favorite things are. And it doesn't matter if these details are never mentioned in the play that you're rehearsing or the scene that you're doing for your class. A lot of them aren't. You don't necessarily need to share them with anyone either, but you do need to know them. Cold, said acting teachers and directors might tell you, because knowing this stuff about your character will help you get into his or her head a little better. It also really doesn't matter that someone else performing the same role might come up with a completely different bio than yours. Think of it this way. The character you're playing is bringing what's in the script, what was conceived in the playwright's mind, to you. In turn, you're furnishing a unique backstory that will help you blend with that character. You're not doing exactly the same thing if you're writing, but it's easy to see how knowing a lot about your characters can help you develop them in ways that readers will find fascinating. But will they? I think an argument could be made that knowing too much about your characters can actually have the opposite effect. I think it's easier to include unnecessary information about your character if you know lots of little details about them. And I understand the temptation. Hey, I've done it before. You need to be invested in your MC. Even if it's not a good character, meaning if it's one of those delightful villains that I'm a fan of and did a podcast episode a while ago, but you need to stay interested enough in them so that you can not only finish what you started, but also so you can develop them in a way that helps readers stay engaged. And if you're proud of what you've done, of course you want to let everyone know how much work went into developing that character. And you may think that giving the reader lots of random facts will impress upon them exactly how much thought went into the process. But if you give too many, especially too early in the story or novel, you run the risk of sharing too much too soon with your readers. If they find out most of what they need to know in, say, the first 20 pages of your book, what's to say they'll remain interested enough to finish it? Plus, part of the fun of writing, I think, is being surprised by your characters. 
you may have been working with a character for months and with no previous thought about it, find out they really hate a certain band or that they had some bizarre addiction back in college. That kind of thing happens a lot once your characters start to take on lives of their own. And it's really nice to not know so much about your characters that that type of surprise rarely, if ever, happens. Still, that doesn't mean you should start writing with only brief ideas and make it up as you go along. There are definitely some things I believe a writer needs to know, so the next time they see one of these questions on Twitter, they can answer it. Or not. Whatever works for you, folks. But whether or not you actually post it on Twitter, I would argue that you should have a good idea of what your MC and important secondary characters look like. Maybe you have a certain actor or athlete or some other media figure in mind and dream of actually having them cast in that role if your novel's ever adapted into a film. I'm not going to mention specific actors or others that I've based characters on, but I will say that having specific people in mind when I'm working on these characters has helped me immensely. And I do have dream casts in case a studio ever wants to option one of my novels for a movie. And if anyone listening to this is interested, you know where to find me. But even if you don't do this, you should still be able to picture what your character looks like. A WikiHow article by Grant Faulkner that I'm including a link to called How to Describe a Character's Looks Well suggests creating a sketch of your character or finding a reference photo of them. That's a great idea. Faulkner also suggests that you know which qualities make your characters unique. Do they have unusual tattoos and or piercings? How do they wear their hair? How do they dress? What do they smell like? I know what you may be thinking, namely, ew. But the example Faulkner uses is of a woman who, quote, smelled like fresh baked cookies, end quote. Knowing information like that will not only make you look like a writer who knows what they're doing when they respond to one of those question tweets, but it should also help you as a writer feel like you've done your homework. But again, Faulkner advises that you don't give too much away too soon. He says to quote, pepper your description throughout the story rather than info dumping, end quote. I don't think that can be stressed enough. Again, I've done exactly that, info dumping. But there's a lot more to your character than what they look like physically. In an article called Things You Need to Know Before You Start Writing, Joe Bunting says it's important to ask your character early on questions such as, quote, what do you value most in life? What do you want? What are you afraid of? What do you do? And what do you need? End quote. Going back to acting, if you've ever seen caricatures of actors asking a director, but what is my motivation in this scene? This is kind of doing the same thing. 
I think all of these questions are important because they're ultimately what propel your story. Regardless of the type of characters you're creating, hopefully you do want them to grow in some way, either by becoming better at a skill they never thought they'd master, or by developing some confidence after a lifetime of being walked on, or by questioning values they may have been raised with that they're finding out aren't practical given the current state of the world, or maybe those values have even hurt certain people, and your characters are realizing that for the first time in their lives, and they want to make amends, something along those lines. I do think here that you have a little more leeway and that your character may not know all of his or her values at the beginning, or they may not know what it is that they really want or what they're most afraid of, and that might be okay. They can learn this stuff over the course of the novel or story. That can be part of their growth process, and both the character and you may be pleasantly surprised as the story develops. But as the writer, you should know that your character doesn't know. You do need to know more than your characters, after all, because you're creating the damn world that you're inhabiting. Bunting goes on to say that it's also important for a writer to know their setting. And I would echo that, having even devoted an episode to setting way back when I started this podcast. I just went back and looked. It was episode 7. I'm not going to tell you to go back and listen to it, but you may want to. Although setting is not the same as a character, Bunting points out that it, quote, can be like a character, another component for the main character to interact with, end quote. Maybe your MC's been trying to escape from that setting for years, say they fled the country for the big city, but years later they realize that the city is cold and they miss the down-to-earth people they took for granted when they were growing up. Or maybe the setting isn't one your MC wants to necessarily flee from or return to, but it affects their mood and the moods of those around them. I would add that traditions may also be important in the same way as setting. For example, maybe your novel takes place in, I don't know, North Jersey or Brooklyn, and your MC comes from a working-class Italian-American family. They may never have visited the so-called old country, yet their relatives may have kept a number of traditions alive over several generations. And say your MC grew up eating great meals prepared by their nonna at large tables, surrounded by cousins and aunts and uncles in addition to their immediate family. Knowing something like that can make your story more powerful. One thing Bunting stresses that you shouldn't know before you start writing is the so-called moral of the story. As a writer, you may feel that you want to teach your readers a lesson. And this can come from a good place. You may feel a passion for a noble cause such as the environment or human rights issues or animal rights. And this is not to say that you shouldn't include these issues in your work if you truly want to write about them. What Bunting is saying is, quote, morals should serve the story, not the other way around, end quote. In other words, 
your impact will ultimately be more powerful if you allow your message to, I'm going to say, emerge organically through the creation of memorable characters and compelling storylines, rather than craft your story around the point you want to make. Your story will almost come across as an afterthought if you kind of draft it around the moral. So again, if certain issues are important to you, by all means, include them. But if you don't know the exact message you want to impart at the beginning, that's fine. This is another instance of how you can learn and be pleasantly surprised over the course of writing and editing. How about your MC's favorite things? How much of that do you need to know? Again, I think a lot of that will depend on the nature of the work in your characters. Things like music or food, for example. Those are only two examples. I mean, there are many. But there are things that a lot of people are passionate about, including myself. But I would recommend that you include them only if they add to the story in some way. For example, if you've read Nick Hornby's High Fidelity or seen the movie adaptation of it starring John Cusack and Jack Black, you know that music played a pivotal role in that film. And if you haven't seen the movie or book, do it now. That was fine. Hornby found a way to make pop music as important for his characters as it was for him all of his life. But if your novel isn't specifically music related and someone on Twitter asks who your MC's favorite band is, should you feel you're not a good writer if you've never really thought about it before and rack your brain trying to come up with one to respond to the tweet? I would say no, you really don't need to. I mean, you can if you want to. That's the message I want to impart with a lot of what I talk about in these podcasts. I'm not telling you you shouldn't, but it's not a necessity. Same with food. Kind of similar to the Italian-American background example I used a few minutes ago, food has played a big role in a number of novels. Laura Esquivel's Like Water for Chocolate is just one of many well-known examples. But here, it works because the food, kind of like the music in High Fidelity, takes on a role of its own. But if you're not writing a food-related novel and your character just likes Italian food because it tastes good, that's perfectly okay if you want to keep that somewhere in the back of your mind. But I won't think less of you as a writer if you've never wondered what kind of food your MC likes. Really, I won't. I'm going to wrap this up by repeating that there are some things you absolutely need to know about your MC at the beginning. Basic facts about their background and a few things that set them apart from other characters within your work and in other works. And even if your MC doesn't know what they are, you should know what they are and definitely be aware that your MC doesn't know. It is okay to learn more as the writer as you go along. And knowing what some of your MC's favorite things are can benefit your work greatly. But don't feel you need to include certain things if they're not necessary. Don't feel you need to come up with your character's favorite things if they're not going to play a somewhat prominent role in your story. 
you might be arguing that doing so can help you make your character more well-rounded and can even help you maybe connect with your character. And I get that. But I also think it can tempt you to put in a lot of information that doesn't need to be there and show how much you might know about a particular type of food or musical genre, say, without adding anything to your work. Forgive me if this sounds harsh, but your readers probably want to know more about your characters than they do about you. I know it sounds thankless, but think of it this way. If they think your characters sound weaker than you do, they're probably not going to stay engaged enough with them to continue reading your book or story. And you probably don't want that to happen. So let me know what you think. Email me at marissadellifarfali at gmail.com and follow me on Twitter at, at marissad13 and on Instagram at www.instagram.com slash marissadf13. Also, please check out my Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash marissadf. For $1 a month, I'll mention your name in an upcoming episode. And for $3 a month, I'll not only mention you in an upcoming episode, but I'll also give you access to two bonus episodes each month, as well as previous bonus episodes. I put my second one for the month of February up last weekend, and I've also got two each for December and January that you can check out if you join. I would also really appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, as it'll help a lot more people find out about the show. Until next time, thanks so much for listening and for all your feedback, and for helping me share this podcast on social media. I hope I said something that helps you develop your MC and some of your secondary characters, because they can be important. They don't get the credit they deserve, secondary characters. And actually, I think I maybe should do an episode on secondary characters at some point. We'll see. As far as this week's episode, I'm going to leave you with a Stephen King quote that I just found. And I not only agree with it, but I think it sums up some of what I th just talked about. According to King, quote, the most important things to remember about backstory are that A, everyone has a history, and B, most of it isn't very interesting. Stick to the parts that are, and don't get carried away with the rest. End quote. So, on that note, stay safe and peace out. This podcast has been brought to you by Anchor, which is the easiest way to make a podcast. Go to anchor.fm for more info.